0: hey guys welcome back to the post show uh this week we talk about my uh re-watch of the sopranos and we kind of get back into the legacy of that show and uh, kind of touch on the new movie coming out later this fall uh we talk about more sunny boy uh we have our weekly conversation about tokyo revengers and the season finale of Two your eternity uh and we kind of break down and get into the new spider-man no way home trailer And uh, I have a new uh, record recommendation to Dave and and everyone listening uh, of the band Preston Mecco and their album Transmute. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Please enjoy, and uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Oh, hey, Grant. Hey, Dave. Are you ready, my Mm. best friend? Oh.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, that is a strong beer.
1: Well, that's what happens.
0: Oh, there's a skull on it and everything.
1: <laughs> I mean, I always know that beers are serious when they put skulls on it. Ooh. Oh,
0: wow. Okay, guys. This is going to be
1: a long one. Montito's.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: Um, man, post-show number 20. Fuck. FYI. Wild. Wild. It's... uh, That doesn't really do it justice because, you, you know, we've had... 21 weeks of my hero academia and then all of attack on titan before that it's been a fun ride we're going on our ninth month into this do you know what's crazy dave what
0: homie um so our first podcast went out on december 15th yeah. which was a
1: wednesday and it was like a, a recap right of like seasons yeah. was it just season three recap of attack on titan It was season three and stuff we were
0: looking forward to the most, I believe. Or things that we were kind of like, also not, or kind of like loose details that we hadn't thought or remembered in a while. We are kind of like feeling each other's. But, so the fun thing is, our one year anniversary is also a Wednesday, which is December 15th. (laughs) So we're actually going to have an episode coming out on the one year anniversary. That is so cool. So I think we should do something special for that. I haven't haven't had any specific ideas, but yeah. uh, I think uh I think it'd be fun to do that. At
1: least something. It's crazy. I think you know I think we both knew that when we got into this that we would probably take it relatively seriously. Mm-hmm. But I think to like do this on such a regular basis um, and not really miss anything, like, a week with maybe, like, one exception or something like that. Yeah, life, have, stuff, life happens, you know. Yeah, and to have stayed so dedicated, like, the entire time yeah. is pretty insane. Like, I I don't think I realized we were signing up to spend hundreds of hours talking to each other. It's wild. And that those hours w- would be listened to thousands of times. Like, it's fucking crazy. I know. So, just just-
0: just to think about it.
1: What a what a fun journey it's been, and we're not even uh, we're not even celebrating yet. So if you think I'm corny now, yeah. wait till we get to that one year oh. mark.
0: Cheers, Dave.
1: Cheers, homie. Um, okay, so I, admittedly, did not watch a ton of uh, anime or anything really uh, in this last week. I was out I of town. Yeah, it's wedding season, you know, um, there's lots going on, you know, summer's wrapping up. I think everybody wants to get as much sunshine as possible mm-hmm. um, and before, that, and there was some. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, you
0: know, the heat wave was unreal.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I've watched uh, a few things, but I think I'm going to let you start us off with what you did. Uh, maybe maybe something you watched, and then we'll we'll get into our regular things.
0: So, really, so the other than the regular things, there's only really one thing I watched. I haven't had a chance, I haven't had the time to sit down and like really digest Sunny Boy. Mm. Um, So, I I haven't touched any of that. But I think also a reason for that is I I had the intention of watching
1: just the pilot of The Sopranos. Dude, that's so funny. I just downloaded (laughs) the whole fucking series. I'm now like i got like two episodes left of season
0: one <laughs> <What>? no <laughs> yeah you like fin- like after we recorded Dude, that, last that week. is yeah. they're
1: so dense too those episodes are so long
0: yeah it's just i catch one here i catch one there like i, I watch one before work you know like i get up early with the dog and i was like All right, well, i got 45 minutes like my lunch is ready i'm, I'm good to go <laughs> you know it's... no i appreciate it but it's a very, um,
1: very grown-up routine but you
0: know, it, it's just one of those things. It was it was just going to be one, and I I got to the end of the first episode, and I was like, oh "This, like, this is good. <laughs> like, I'm not, I can't just stop." You know, it's the it, is the you know, pilot
1: longer than uh, I think the typical episode? Do, I, do it, I have that right? Is it like seventy minutes or something?
0: Mm,
1: Maybe I, just like fifty something. I think it's like fifty
0: six. So you know, it's it's like a longer episode usually. Yeah, like. Okay. you know like usually it's like a
1: finale or something like that I guess some pilots go I did watch the uh, not this week but I've seen the pilot like within the last year Mm. and that like put it on my to-do list to like make sure I got the you know like I queued it up well, it's been uh, in yeah. my
0: mind since since we were talking about you know the movie that's coming out in October, like the the Many Saints in Newark.
1: Right. I believe it. Uh, my memory is pretty bad, but it's it's his son playing yeah. a young version of that character, right? Yes. James Gandolfini's son playing a young Tony Soprano. Yes. Right. Okay. So
0: it's just been on my mind since we brought it up, and I've seen I haven't watched the full series. I think I watched. We had talked about this before. I, I think I'd gotten like maybe halfway through season three, and then just. The, at the time, how I was watching it wasn't panning out anymore. Um, you know, this was pre like when streaming was like kind of like, rock solid. <laughs> you know, like people mm-hmm. were still kind of figuring it out. But, anyways, like I just you know it, it, it's kind of same as what I watched. You know, I think when I had watched it last, I was like you know would be almost ten years ago. So it's it's good to see it with like a fresh set of like older eyes and kind of I know just that the, vibe. The, the the performances are electric. Like there's not. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, it's not the first show, like, type of show like this. Like, I think Oz came before it, and even The Shield. Um, there's a couple of, like, these dramatic, you know, serious dramatic dramas that were on TV. And The Wire, I think The Wire might, actually, no, The Wire would have came after. Um, but anyways, so, like, there's still stuff you can see where the kinks have yet to be worked out in, right. like, the, the formatting of, of these shows. So it's it's pretty raw, in 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 some areas but the rest of it is just so fine tuned and it's just so embedded into the culture mind you like i said i'm i'm rewatching after years but like so, but i have seen it but it still felt new and fresh like there's not a character on on the screen that doesn't steal like it, it's just a bunch of like absolute assassins competing for screen time
1: i've the, ironically yeah it's i've actually heard that it's similar to what other people call, like you know, the you know the things that are in the conversation for the all-time greatest shows, like mm-hmm. both drama and comedy. Like uh, I actually heard a funny comparison, and uh, bear in mind that I haven't seen the Sopranos, right? Just the pilot. Sure. But I heard that it um, people compare it to things like The Office and Breaking Bad, which couldn't be more different, mm-hmm. except for that everybody in those two shows appears to be perfectly cast for the role that they land. Yeah. Like you can't picture anybody else. Other than, you know, Michael Scott or Jim is Jim and so on and so forth. And apparently Soprano's casting is extremely strong and the performances uh, hold up. Is very, well, the absolute
0: yeah. the absolute dead ringer is Gandolfini. Like, it, it is, honest to God, one of the definitive performances on TV that's ever been done. Like, it's, he, you know, you look at it and you know, like, that's not who he is in real life. Like, you know, like, he was a very, like, a kind, warm-hearted person. Yeah, wouldn't he know, like, he can theater just, and stuff? big time big time he was a character actor you know he wasn't like a leading man and to see him just play evil incarnate but like even then like he essentially plays the devil but he plays like a very grounded like you know a character that you feel for oh the show is like you know he goes to therapy and whatnot right yeah that's in the pilot i remember him talking to his
1: therapist and i mean like oh this is going to be like a vehicle for him like that's a recurring every episode yeah i figured that and that's a great that's great like that's just a great theme that's a great Mm -hmm. idea like yes let's use the therapy sessions to like (laughs) like like just get him to talk about stuff and it can show the audience what's actually happening that that's like a whole that's like a really great just piece of storytelling and like a, a tool to do all that
0: but it's really funny too and like I just want to you know I want to go back to like what I'm saying like they were still getting the kinks out like you know I'm I'm like I said I got a couple episodes left in the season but there's literally like there's sl- like weird slapstick moments that are used like there's like you know using like a voiceover from like outside it's like oh my god am I watching like uh, um, like home improvement right now like because like you just hear like a noise out in the yard and like it's, it's, it's fucking weird like they were trying things like they were breaking new ground in TV. You know, like I said, some shows had come before, like I said, but like this is of this level of this caliber, I think, because I think HBO knew right off the bat, like <laughs> this fucking thing's gonna be big.
1: You know, it's but um, did, if you, uh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> did you hear? And did we discuss this on the post show already? And if so, just let me know. Did you hear that HBO made before he died? HBO gave him a multi-million-dollar payment to tell him to not take a role that was offered to him and that role was the replacement for michael scott on the office i have heard that
0: <laughs> i you haven't said it on the show but i, I have heard that before
1: yeah so the the back is obviously uh you know michael scott was leaving uh what am i blanking on his name steve Carell was leaving the office and so yeah. they were looking for replacements you know lots of names were thrown in and around and apparently they wanted james gandolfini and hbo was like no this will <laughs> sully the reputation of the sopranos and it was like, you know, I don't have a number in front of me, but it was multi, it was more than a million. It was yeah. several million dollars. They're like, no, do not do that. What are they going to pay you? We'll just give you that. Like, don't do it. it you know, we don't want to bastardize uh, the history of your, of your character. Because he had, you know, to be fair, not done a ton, especially on TV, ever since mm-hmm. The Sopranos.
0: Yeah, no, I think, like you said, he did a lot of stage stuff and a couple yeah. of character bits. Like, did you ever see um, uh, Killing Them Softly, um, no. Brad Pitt? I was going to say Brad he, Pitt, eh? Yeah, he, so Gandolfini has, like, a, I want to say, like, an eight-minute part in the movie.
1: I'm going to add that to my list to watch, though. I think it's oh. on, on Netflix.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not too sure. It was not too long ago. Um, I'm sure it's somewhere. You can rent it, too, as well. But um, that that's a good movie. You would love that. It's very... Uh, very dry very cerebral it's it's a very strange gangster flick Mm. um you know it's set during the like just like months before the recession in 2008 it's kind of it's it's very uh very heady but he he's in the movie for like a total of eight minutes Mm -hmm. and like he's i i never really understood what it was to be a character actor you know, I, you hear that like that description thrown around a lot for various movies and, and TV shows and performances and all that. Yeah. But I remember, you know, I had I had seen him as Tony Soprano. I had seen him in like you know the, he was in the, uh, in the Loop movie, like the, it's the, I think the Thick of It series. I was talking about a week or two ago. It's like a British political comedy show. It's the people uh, that made okay. Veep. Anyways, he plays like a, a general in that, and uh, an American general. But anyways, so he's just in this movie, and you see it, you're like, oh. Like this dude just shows up, does a character that he, he you know hasn't really done before, and then he's like fucking gone, <laughs> you know. Like it's and he's just it's weird. Like it's just a, such a purposely purposely sad performance. But he just the the range he has, and back to the office point, he would have fucking killed it because he's so fucking funny in The Sopranos. Like
1: apparently, yeah. yeah, he's like a very kind-hearted, like warm individual. Like yeah, which makes the performance obviously you know, uh, I think it's like, yeah. yeah, like that's one of the great things about like, you know, when, when you get to see these people, you realize how much quote actual acting they're doing because mm-hmm. like, I think there are a lot of people, um, that kind of get typecast or they get cast, um, or there's this understanding these, that these people are really just like playing themselves in some roles. Mm-hmm. Like the famous one is like Charlie Sheen into Two and a Half half men. It's like, he's not acting. He's just like reading <laughs> words up. and yeah. being himself. And then, like, you think of, like, uh, big-time character actors. Like, you think about the Walter White part mm-hmm. and ha- what a joy Brian Cranston appears to be. And it makes you appreciate that part so much more. And it sounds like uh, Tony Soprano, that role is the same deal. So, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: It's, it's, I'm having a lot of fun. And I, I, yeah, now that awesome. you've got it, now you're clearly, like, rare enough to get into it. So, I'm excited to talk about it with you.
1: Man, it's, yeah. That's um, killer.
0: And cool. like the the cast of characters are so fucking good, like Polly and Silvio and fucking pussy, like oh my god, it just what a what a group of
1: characters! It's so funny, they all make me laugh. I'm interested to watch it now. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we get to our main stuff, because you mentioned really, that you haven't watched a ton of Sunny Boy, right? I haven't t- I haven't touched anything even since last week. Okay, so you're probably only on episode like two of Sunny Boy, three yeah, maybe? Still, still two. So I'm completely caught up. Okay. I'm up to episode seven. Um, I won't spoil anything. Um, All I'm going to say is that I'm like fully in. (laughs) Okay. And this is some of like the... um, I I saw someone... I saw some of the online conversations kind of shift in the last few weeks. And like one of the top comments on Reddit was like, well, this is officially more than Lord of the Flies, but weirder now like you know what i mean well, it was that's, like
0: that's progression for sure
1: yeah i think like a lot like it was sort of like getting put into this bucket of like lord of the flies but weirder right mm. um and it, it's definitely more than that now there's a specific moment and i don't want to like i don't want to like charge you up but i th- uh i'll just say like i think charge me up Dave. i love being <laughs> <Yeah. Come on. laughs> episode five like has these they just they make these choices and the show uh, seems to be able to juggle a couple of things. I don't want to consistently always bring up the My Hero Academia example, but it is always a really good example. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it's at all like that, but what My is good at is juggling, right? Yeah. Um, they can decide when they want to be dark, when they want to be light, when they want to be comedic, and they can also decide when they want to give a character a moment or an entire episode, for that matter. Case in point, this uh, week. This week, yeah, <laughs> uh, on the episode that we just covered two days ago. So, uh, go listen to that if you're watching My Hero Academia season five. Um, that said, Sunnyboy, Boy, it appears um, that they also can shift gears. They, mm. you know, the like the storytelling is getting more linear and more. Um, Slightly easier to understand, it is still heady and still artsy, and there's still a lot up for interpretation that doesn't change, but it does get easier to follow. But I think the example that I want to give is like they can take an entire episode that just leans into character, and there's this like really, really beautifully drawn episodes in like through five through seven, I would say, that have moments all over that are so fun. Uh, and like one of them one of those episodes just completely got me in the feels and I was like this is hmm. fucking awesome like I don't know what it is I'm so <laughs> man I think there's a 50-50 that you might fucking hate it too <laughs> oh really <laughs> because I don't know like they're they're doing their thing pretty unapologetically like well that's the... points to them for sure like Even without uh, having
0: seen it that's yeah you like see
1: it. the what, what I... everything that I've been reading about this show is that like the animators and the story writers really have, like, full creative control. And when you're watching it, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> this doesn't feel like this was ever weighed in, like... No notes were given. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not finding any studio notes in here. Dude, there's an episode and like, you know, my, like, I won't spoil its content, but early on. And it's like, what? Like, in a 22-minute episode, you just spent 14 minutes on this thing that, like is like kind of not doesn't matter at all like what are we do like there was a what are we doing here moment and but like i think the point was that they wanted to do that like they wanted to go down this weird fucking road so they just did hmm. does that make sense yeah. yeah um and and the show is basically that it's just that most of the time the majority of the time the roads they decide to go down are fun as hell um and it it opens them up for like you know, it's, it's almost like this show is looking for excuses to draw really weird, beautiful shit. And so, like, the storytelling has to take them there. <laughs> and it often does. Uh, but, like, along the way, they're developing some pretty relatable characters uh, with some pretty heavy themes if you want to look for them. Um, but you also don't have to. I think that you could probably just enjoy this show on the surface and be okay with it. And if you want to look deeper, like a to your eternity type thing, like if you want to look at it, like there's a lot of like determinism type themes, a lot of like a lot of like heavy stuff weighing in the back of the show. Sure. um, That makes it like this heady, cerebral kind of artsy piece. But I don't think you got to be into that shit to enjoy this show. I'm I'm in for it.
0: Do you? Well, yeah. Like I'm even from the first two episodes. Like I know. I'm 100% going to be watching this, but do you still feel like... You, I know you had said it's, it started to take a bit of a linear turn. Not not to its detriment, but no. it is doing that. Do you still feel like the show absolutely demands your attention, or is it eased back enough where you can kind of... All right, I can autopilot a
1: little bit with this. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think if that's going to happen, it's going to be in the coming week or two. Oh? Um, right. I think it's getting easier to follow... But, like, I would say that um, it still kind of demands my attention. But, like, I don't... I, I think of that as a, as a plus, you know? Like, there's lots of fun stuff that... Like, in uh, a big juxtaposition here, or a big, in, in major contrast... Two-Year Eternity feels extremely easy to follow after watching Sunny Boy. Uh, so does Tokyo Revengers, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, can just, you can just lean back and spark up whatever you want <laughs> yeah. uh, and watch those shows, and it's probably going to be mostly fine. Uh, Sunny Boy, it's like, i got to concentrate here, you know what I mean? Like,
0: Well, that's good. But I like that. i like, I, that. But I I'm like glad that. that it's keeping that.
1: You know, yeah, and it's 20 minutes at a time, and it's week to week. Um, this is also a show, we were just talking on the My Hero podcast about how, like, the, this season has been kind of hit and miss, but maybe you wouldn't feel that way if you binge-watched it. Mm-hmm. This is already a show, like, I want to just, like, restart as it's in progress because I'm that into it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really, really uh, enjoying it. But I don't want that to dissuade you because if you hate it, I want you to be honest and we can have, oh we can have a whole discourse about it. So there's no Believe pressure. Me,
0: if me, I'll call bullshit if I see it. But yeah. like I said, from what I've seen, like, I know it's, it's very much in my alley like it's you know it's just a matter of sitting down and getting the time to watch it because that's the thing too like i want to be i want to give the show it's you know i want to do 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 justice you know like i want to be in the frame of mind to watch it so it's uh i'm yeah sunny boy
1: don't worry we'll we'll be having some in-depth sunny boy conversations on here totally and uh yeah man give that stuff a shot i'm very curious for your thoughts and anybody else like um i'm seeing that it seems to be getting some good uh you know, some good traffic online, but I haven't seen a lot of other people like in our social ter- circles, or social media, online circles talking about it. So I'm just curious if this is like as big of a hit, um, for the people that watch the kind of shows that we watch. Mm. Um, cause I, I haven't seen a ton of that yet. So if you're watching it, let us know.
0: Yeah. I feel like the only talk I'm seeing it is like when I seek out the you know, like I, you know, like uh, when I see the thread, like the the weekly episode thread yeah. for the episode, like you know, like I save it and I I, I put it aside so I can just jump right to it yeah.
1: later. But and those um, and those threads and see nothing, do nothing well. Which is for, weird, you know, like they do well for traffic. Like people are talking a lot about it. Um, but mm-hmm. that is the only that's the only place I'm seeing discussion. So I'm just, yeah. you know, uh, like there's a lot of uh, anime stuff on social media. You know, in like the form of endless uh fan art like see our, our my hero thumbnails and attack on titan thumbnails um but uh, i'm not seeing sunny boy in a lot of those places so mm. i'm curious it's just weird
0: it's just it's like eye candy for artists like you would think people would be jumping all over maybe we're not looking deep i was about, about
1: it, to say but... i'm probably looking in the wrong place i bet like after this i'm gonna like pull up a sunny boy hashtag and it's gonna be like oh there's two billion posts with this hashtag mm. <laughs> um okay anyway I'm, I'm gonna give you two choices okay um, <laughs> oh, I, I, f- I feel like I you like you think I'm making like a joke no I know <laughs> the I obvious didn't. joke but it, yeah. this actually wasn't what I was going for okay uh, do you want to talk about the business mm. uh, or do you want to talk about uh, an MCU thing let's do an MCU thing brief uh, spider-man no spider-man no way home trailer dropped Um. And I just wanted maybe your thoughts on it. I know we both watched it. You know, Spoiler mm. warning if you're a major diehard MCU fan and you don't want to hear anything about the trailer. Because we're going to briefly uh, discuss it. What did you think about the trailer?
0: <sighs> I don't... Th- ah. I understand like it's the it's it's the mcu the engines i can fucking i can hear it turning on dave you know like shang chi's coming out this weekend yeah they're getting everyone all jacked up to the tits on fucking spider-man like I don't think this... we, They cannot help themselves. They have to spoil everything. Like, we knew. I understand we knew all this stuff is going to be in the movie. And I, I don't want to get into well, super spoilers, because I know some they, people are iffy on that. Well, I, I
1: did give a spoiler warning, so...
0: Yeah, like, we know the Alfred Molina stuff. We know, They like,
1: confirmed the leaks, basically, right? The, yes. The leaks, spoiler warning, you've been warned, like, three times now. The, the supposed leaks about Spider-Man 3 No Way Home... Is that they're gonna like bring back all these people from old Spider-Man movies, like the Tobey Maguire movies and the uh, Andrew Garfield movies, like you know, and maybe even those two Spider-Men for for that matter, in some supposed like clash of like multiversal type shit. Um, and by showing Doc Ock in the trailer, they've more or less confirmed all of that all of those reports is that fair to say
0: yeah which and you know like that's i understand they had to do something like they have to put a trailer out mm-hmm. but this this trailer kind of just reeks of red herring you know totally. and it's like it's not cute anymore <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like it's this was the misdirect like, like 10 marvel movies ago this kind of thing was like oh like what are we getting into now
1: it's like come on we fucking know what you guys are doing well, the uh, just, the one I that comes to did. mind for me, sorry I cut you off, but the, no, no, no. the the one that comes to mind for me is Spider-Man 2 with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. That was like the most, like, the trailer and marketing material for for that was, oh, Mysterio is Spider-Man's friend, and he yeah. has to help him stop elementals. And it was like, in the trailer, you're like, oh, okay, so Mysterio's the villain, and yeah. the elementals are illusions created by Mysterio, because that's what he does. Yeah. So... What else happens in the movie that I don't know about? Because <laughs> I think I just guessed the whole plot in the first thirty seconds of the trailer. And then that's yes. exactly what happens.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Like it's like I'm gonna like we're gonna see it, but it's Yeah, it's not that I dislike the Spider-Man movies. It's just I do think they're not like I don't know, like I think everything like Tom Holland's okay as Spider Man. Like that might be a hot take, but I think he's okay. Interesting. Like, yeah, you know, like he's like the current climate of the MCU and the stories that they're telling, I think he fits perfectly, and I think that's why I agree. With I that like take. him. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, but like, just say we didn't have the masses of the MCU, and it mm-hmm. was just like you know singular Spider-Man movies outside the universe. I mm-hmm. don't think I think it would just be okay. I think it's... people would
1: actually be dunking on Holland. <laughs> that's so interesting. That you're right. That is an interesting take. So where I sit on Holland is. I think he's, it's funny, I think he's the best on-screen Spider-Man there's been, but... Tom McGuire, get out of here. No, but here's the problem. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, so much about his performance is about the material. Like, he fits extremely well in the MCU. Yes. Um, and I think Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire are both extremely capable actors that had fine performances. And I say fine in, like, the elegant, complimentary way. Sure, but a lot of the things that stunk about those Spider-Man is that like, like the screenwriting and the storytelling was bad. So their mm-hmm. Spider-Men were just in bad movies. Yes, and that's just well, it's like well, it's hard to say they're better if the movie was worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. I hundred percent. It's 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 a tricky problem to have with such a huge. It's a good problem to have larger than life character yeah i mean they're on their third fucking trilogy in like a couple decades like they're doing fine yeah um but yeah anyway so there is one thing i want to mention about the trailer just while we're here is it appears unless it's like a major misdirect red herring which like we've just discussed is like very common in these trailers so you know bear that in mind it appears the entire um basis of the movie rests on these like predicament that dr Strange just like asks no questions and is like sure Peter Parker I'll put a spell on the entire planet for you
0: yeah that's that's I think that's the real interesting part of the trailer
1: and funny enough that going wrong I would assume is what triggers like this multiversal reason for everything going haywire mm-hmm Which is also easy to predict. So is that, is that uh, I I don't know, like just them being straightforward with how to jumpstart the plot? Is it a misdirect? Is it completely out of character for Doctor Strange and not make sense? I could totally see that scene not even being in the movie. They Marvel would absolutely do
0: shit like that. Yeah, I think this is just I don't know, like they gotta keep like you know I say us, like I say the entire internet. They gotta keep us at bay. You know we're yeah. not the ones we're not the full minority fucking screaming our heads off on on forums but they I, there's a distancing problem between marvel and the fan base mm-hmm. and i think there needs to be like more of a stretched out arm like it's oh. too much in, i think there's too much information I, being yeah. fed to the fans and it's but i get i understand it's the mouse like you got to keep the machine has to keep running and yeah. the way to do that is you gotta get people hyped up you gotta get them angry you gotta get them happy like it's, it's all one twisted fucking circle but my hope is this is just like the trailer's the trailer and like cause the movies are good like I said like you know I'm super excited for Alfred Molina whether he's in the movie for 3 minutes or 30 minutes like yeah. you know like Doc Ock is still like one he of the best great. villains yeah. we've ever seen in any superhero movie yeah um you know will if willem Dafoe is in this which i think he is like they tease like the the laugh sounds that way yeah. um, and, and the uh, pumpkin bombs right yeah so. and the pumpkin bombs so like it's i don't know we're more i'm more marvel i'm excited i'm honestly more excited for shang chi than i am for spider-man
1: yeah we haven't even talked about shang chi i mean like i you know i've seen the trailer and like i think early reviews are good but like that's literally all i know mm-hmm. do you yeah, know anything I, more do you have anything to add on shang chi
0: no, not really. It, yeah. Like I said, it's you know the we've got to uh, yeah. see it. We got to see. It. I'm just so when it comes to I guess Spider Man. Like my final thoughts is I'm excited because regardless of what we have just been presented with, this is what's truly kicking off the next phase. And yeah. you know, like Shang Chi is kind of like Scarlet Widow. It's kind of well, Scarlet Widow's in the past, but Shang Chi is like still pushing the story forward. But Spider Man's really gonna you know. Yeah. here we go here's the next 10 years of our lives so i'm, I'm excited to see that like what they've the final product is going to
1: be yeah same i think that's a i think that's all very fair uh, you know uh i'll see it right yeah yeah absolutely
0: i've seen okay. all the others why
1: wouldn't i totally okay i propose we start with tokyo avengers episode 21. <sighs> let's do it <laughs> feel it's the energy feel it's the energy <laughs> change um so i don't have a ton to say here i like skimped through it for the second time yeah uh today i think i'm gonna let you start us off um mm-hmm. how did you feel about this episode they literally could have not shown the first
0: 10 minutes of the episode why do you know it, fu- <laughs> it wouldn't have fucking matter it was all it was so fucking pointless <laughs> like nothing of any importance happened until uh bocce started walking down like resurrected oh from the you're dead right and yeah. started coming down the the cars like everything prior was just absolute fluff like fucking come on but when bocce comes down the ap- episode actually gets interesting and is actually i think it kept the wheels on the road of what the ma- like just the nightmare of these past two episodes has been
1: in my opinion interest i you know I don't really disagree with anything you said. You know, it might be better, might be better for your ears if uh, I hated all that and disagreed with that take. But I think that's pretty fair. I felt mm-hmm. like the beginning of the episode was stalling. Not such bullet um, points, and <laughs> it was it. You know, it, it's tricky. I've seen some backlash t- to the backlash, which is uh, a big thing these days. But well, uh, in vis-a-vis, what way? vis-a-vis Bo Burnham, um, but. I, you know, I've seen a lot of people having the same complaint uh, that I've had at times, which is like, actually, I've had it on this podcast, which is Takemichi is so fucking useless. And I get sure. like, I get the, um, I don't know if you want to call it a personality, but I get the allure of a, quote, crybaby hero. I get that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like him, you know, having the mind of a of an adult and then... Uh, going back and being a child, but also behaving like a child. Mm. It's frustrating to watch how inept he is and watch him just fumble around and fuck everything up. <laughs> um, it has been has been frustrating. Now that, you know, I don't want to give him too little credit, but but anyway, people have had that complaint. And people are like, oh, what do you want? You want a protagonist who just like comes in and is like super slick and not everything can be fucking Dragon Ball Z or some shit. I don't know what people are saying. Uh-huh. But I've seen pushback and like Whatever. I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle as all things are. But I think like my point (laughs) It's the perfect way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like, I think it's not overly critical to want a little bit more from a man with the ability to time travel. (laughs) Like No (sighs) So when the show takes these windy fucking roads of just making him look and feel helpless it's irritating and when the show wastes your fucking time for 10 minutes it's like the was it the episode before last where it's like this is like pandering i'm irritated because Mm. this is stupid i think like i was also just in an irritable mood when i watched the episode sure but i was like you know you, you hype this whole thing up so much and then like it doesn't do great and like you don't even present it all that well and then it seems like half the chess pieces are missing and all of our preparation has been for no reason because it's all going the you know what i mean like yeah. it was frustrating to watch yeah but the second half was better <laughs> not great i will say that like
0: i think yeah <sighs> five, five, five out of ten uh well four I, w- I would say six the first time yeah, I, okay, five. I, it I'm was funny five. you and i you and i were talking beforehand and i had watched it and probably just you know, too late at night, and just like you know, you know when you're kind of like sleepy and like you think you're more into something than you actually are. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it, and I was like, "Well, that was like fucking like you know, kind of like a good ending." <laughs> and then today, I was, I was like, "Ah, oh, I, sh- I should probably rewatch this just in case, like I might have missed, I, yeah, I might have had like the wrong first take on this." And I watched it; and it was still kind of the same, but I, I was jazzed to see like Baji's whole thing like there was there was elements to this episode that I thought were really good like the if there's one thing I'm gonna I will always give massive props to Tokyo Revengers is the sound and musical cues it's perfectly timed they know how to use environmental noise like when Mikey's like like literally pounding pounding out Kazutoro's brains on the fucking pavement for like that 10 minutes oh the sound yeah the sound of his earring
1: yeah was like That's, very yeah, eerie. Yeah, hey, and I was I, like, I appreciate that pull because I, I was going to mention that, um, and the sound of the punches too. Very good. So, but then you know, so there's stuff like that. But then there's like just borderline insulting
0: moments of like, <laughs> so like I understand. We we I think we talked about this briefly like a week or two ago, but the rules of the universe, right? Like what what yeah. is presented to us as the rules. So I don't understand, and I understand it's, it is a relatively grounded show, but how is a knife wound, which is clearly a mortal wound, like, I'm not negating that, but a kick to the head that Mikey delivers to, is it Kenma? Hanma. How, do, Hanma, how does that not absolutely crack his spinal cord at his neck and, like, kill him instantly? You know what I mean? It's like, and then Mikey does these, the way he's kicking Kazutoro and, and even, like, throws a couple at talking way at one point mm-hmm. i was like how does that not put them into a fucking coma you yeah. know what i mean but then so that's what i'm saying like there's discrepancies in like the power levels and like the world so that it, it's <laughs> that's such a little minute thing i shouldn't be nitpicking on it but it just no. that drove me
1: insane we, we, we've talked about this a lot too when a show does dumb shit any show every oh. show no storytelling mechanism is above this problem mm-hmm. when it's like when you make dumb decisions the audience loses their sense of disbelief, right? Like if you're having fun, if your show is quote winning, if it's working, nobody asks any f- and these pokey holy questions, right? But if you lose the audience because your shit is dumb, they're mm. going to start poking holes. Yeah. They're going to start looking for these kinds of problems. The, the show's been running too long week to
0: week to not have holes poked in it. I think that's his problem.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I don't know, but if it was, you know, like the shows exist. I, I don't know. Like, it, there are shows out there that no one sits around getting angry, right? Like, think about Game of Thrones up until episode four. No one was sitting around being like, "Hey, you know what doesn't make sense with this fucking show?" <laughs> like, that it, everything was well and good. Yeah. They were just like collecting Emmys and having a great fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, this show, you know, and, and I'm not ragging on it because I, I do want to get to the positive here. But just yeah. while we're in the in the darkness, I will say like, th- it's been two or three weeks in a row now where I've gone like, am I too old for this fucking show? <laughs> like, am yeah. I too much of a grown up like to watch this? Because, and you know, I like we're watching you know anime. A lot of stuff is pretty family friendly, with some stuff just for the grown ups to, to to catch. Sure. Um, and a lot of stuff appeals to a very very wide age range. Age range. And I'm not asking those questions of those other shows, you know what I mean? Sure. I'm asking it of like Tokyo Revengers, and that's weird. It's,
0: it's become, the problem is it has become the Zeitgeist show, right? Like yeah, The is, manga
1: is, extri- you know, Yeah. oftentimes this happens, right? When a, when a show has its first debut season, uh, or its debut season of uh, anime, the manga tends to get really big. Yeah. And I think uh, that it has exploded for Tokyo Avengers. Yeah. So
0: it's it's everywhere. There's a lot of hands. There's a lot of eyes in the cookie jar right now, like mm-hmm. it, it, at, in a fan base perspective. So mm-hmm. it's it's hard to it's hard to distance yourself from it. Like if you are online and you are trying trying to be a part of the community and you know get insights and all that. So it's you know it, it's it's a tough one. Like like I said, I'm giving the show the benefit of the doubt because there is a lot that I really liked leading up to this and it's only been three and that's the thing too it's crazy it's only been three episodes of this and we are so fucking upset yeah it's not like it's not like they've been like dragging ass on us all season mm-hmm. you know there's slow there's slow moments for sure but i think as a whole you know there's you know like i was rewatching it today i was like fuck like am i going to watch the second season and i'm like yeah i'm obviously going to watch the second season you know so yeah. like i think i they've got if they've, they've got my season tickets you know, at least for a little while. So it's, but like I said, so we should just get to the good of what we liked in the episode. Cause they're, like I said, that second half or, you know, two thirds was, was actually pretty good. Um, Baji specifically, I thought he had a pretty powerful performance in this episode. Like,
1: yeah I, it, yeah, I didn't see him going out, um, the way that he did. I think, you know, one thing that they've gotten right is this uh no pun intended this kind of undying loyalty to mm. one another i think like it's sometimes difficult to take the show super seriously when you remind yourself how old these kids are supposed to be i told
0: that to liana we were watching a like mikey shirt off just pounding the shit at kazutoro and i'm like
1: they're all 15 fyi <laughs> um so that's tricky um it's almost like the, <laughs> some of these problems are very easily solvable but whatever yeah um so that you know but one thing they got right is the loyalty right um and you know i think that comes from a real place i remember being 15 years old uh and a teenager and your world is you know i'm this big and when i say this big imagine a like a minute amount of space Mm -hmm. um and your friends feel like uh they're your whole world right so absolutely i i get where the show is coming from there I thought that was a pretty cool thing for Baji to do take his own life to try and sort of vindicate Kazutora um, because he doesn't want his friends to fight and he wants them to be okay. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. I thought, it was. you know, and, you know, there's they've been hinting that Baji was going to have a moment, right? Uh, yeah. I, and this is not the moment I thought that he would have. No. So I like that part.
0: Like I said, it, it was powerful and, you know, the things that said, like, really. It was, it was nice to see in such a short amount of time with him, like like literally with him having dying breaths of like getting the importance. How many times do you get frustrated with any show or movie where they say dumb shit in their dying breath? Like he actually gets out when he needs to to yeah. the people, which was nice. It was a very refreshing, you know, uh, take on that scenario. Um, I do think, and I'm not trying to dip back into negative sides of the episode, but I think this. This was powerful, but I think it would have been just slightly more powerful had they mixed in the Baji Mikey drama a little earlier in the season. If they kind of said like, "Oh, who's that guy?" Think, "Oh, that's fucking Baji." We ain't talking about Baji right now.
1: You know what I mean? Like, it's if he had been peppered in, like, if his presence was a little more known. I think that's really fair, really, yeah. really fair criticism. If they uh, gave a shout out to Baji in like episode six. Or sex <laughs> in episode <six. laughs> Uh if they gave a shout out to Baji in episode six or seven, uh, you know, you know, just su- suggest that there's something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think planting that would have made it better. S- so like I said,
0: like this was good, but it would have it would have been just a little bit more extra. And mm. then, like I said with the little amount of time that they spent on it, I think it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and then also too, like they set up like Kisaki, you know, like number one, like fuck that guy oh my god he has one of the most punchable faces in any show i've seen that hey (laughs) they did a good
1: job with that oh i will uh i will i will agree there they did he's easily to easy to hate but
0: even too like when uh again i'm blanking on his name but baji's vice captain there takamichi's new buddy yeah yeah, um when he like flat out was like kisaki like what'd you do and just watching kisaki like immediately deflect Mm-hmm. like trying to cover his ass like they really show how it's the first time we've such really a rat, seen, eh? we, it's the first time we've really seen him act like that we we know what he's doing behind the scenes we know it's him but we actually haven't seen him act out mm-hmm. so i guess other than like the the last scene at the shrine where he steps up as third captain we kind of see him being a little you know mm-hmm. rat, you know ratty that way but just the way he immediately deflected away from the vice captain there, I thought was really well done setting up that like the wheels are always turning in this guy's head. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still think you have your theory that
1: he has some abilities? I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that that would be a real, not even necessarily Kasaki I just think encountering another time traveler would be a really interesting way to shake up the nature of the show, mm. but it's hard to tell. I just, you know, it's, it's, tricky to predict because you don't know what direction the show wants to go in right like in a i don't know when this season's going to be over uh, or 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 when we're going to get a bigger break but it's not going at a breakneck pace um you know we've really just had two major events uh and i want to touch on that very briefly like takamichi did change the past yeah he did succeed um twice now right Mm-hmm. so he prevented Draken from being killed and now he's prevented uh he wasn't able to save Baji but he was able to prevent Kazutoro Mikey from killing Kazutora and going down a really dark path and you know doing that uh alongside Kasaki so he's prevented that like unholy union and saved someone's life in the process so he, he he's had like a win here and I just don't know where the show wants to go like I will be honest and say I'll be a little miffed, although it seems kind of likely or plausible that like we go back to the future, things are okay for a couple episodes. And then there's another twist and we find out that Kisaki, like in the past has adapted to this scenario and still finds a way to seize power. And, uh, Hina dies again. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, I I don't need uh, to switch
0: it up. I think, I think it's going to be all of that. Mm scratch out the hina stuff and like incorporate something like i think that's what's going to be like the the curveball is yeah we're not gonna we're gonna be expecting the hina death again but it's gonna be someone else or something else or a different situation but no i i do agree with that i had a random thought today when i was re-watching this episode of what's the brother's name uh hina's brother the cop whatever they yeah talk, whatever the, cop. the guy that what if, the handshake what if, time traveler so okay so that's the thing so what if Takamichi doesn't actually have that ability what if it's buddy is the one who has the power to send him back and, and he's like send other people back too and he's like purposely trying to make this situation happen because he like Takamichi's the fool kind of doing his bidding that's an interesting thought and he just yeah. needed to find a sucker so who had a connection and yeah. used his sister's death to his, you know?
1: Be, I don't that, know why. Yeah. That, that's and, so out he there, wants Could to, not be true. But just uh, I
0: was watching the op and like he, there's a scene where he reaches down to grab Takemichi's hand to help him up, and it's not like a smile. It's kind of it's it, it just like a, a weird smile. I was like,
1: oh, is this oh. motherfucker the villain? Yeah, dude. Like, hey, what was that moment when Baji says he's starting to hallucinate, and he looks at Takemichi and that's Taker- Mikey's brother. Oh okay that's I think who... it's Mikey's brother yeah I was like wait who the fuck do you think that is
0: that was weird. okay okay Mikey's that brother That was a good scene though but that, that, so that's the moments in this episode where like it, they show like they have like these really genuine moments of like and they f- like
1: throw in like real life stuff like that's what happens to people you know Yeah like, that's that's awesome that's awesome you know? now that I understand that I didn't recognize the no. character Um okay that makes so much more sense yeah we only saw him like in the dark and then yeah. he started getting bashed in totally Oh my god but, uh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh... So, so yeah, I, th- I, we'll I think it's like I
0: said, I think this episode by the skin of its teeth kind of kept the wheels on the
1: ground. And I cause I, I just
0: looked it up. We have two, cause this was episode 21. Yeah. We have three more episodes left.
1: All right. Well, I guess we'll see then. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, I'm obviously going to continue to watch, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're this, we're this deep in, deep. <laughs> so we will have to see how it goes. Um, yeah, I, I'm anticipating a cliffhanger, but, you know. Oh, count on what, it. What, what, Dave. what kind are we talking about? Okay. To Your Eternity. Season finale. Season finale. Uh, I, I don't know what episode it is, but it's To Your Eternity, 20, season 20. one, episode 20, which is season finale. Um, and it comes, you know, so spoiler alert for the whole episode. And it also comes with uh, a renewal. For, uh, season 2 Fuck yeah So um, I'll start this time mm-hmm. And I'll say that I thought it was a Really really good finale Yes, um, And it reminded me um, So much of why I love this show And why it was such a really Fun creative journey Of uh, the kind of anime that I've Never really seen before And that it's a return to form And the type of storytelling uh, that really hooks you in the first place. In a lot of ways, the finale is a ton like the pilot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it's beautifully done. The animation, uh, really, they, like, really, you could tell they were saving some budget for this episode. <laughs> Most certainly. Um, and uh, I think that they definitely wanted to, uh, you know, kind of captivate the audience and uh, break your heart one last time um, before they kind of sent I got you. It, I got
0: super emotional by the end of the episode. Uh, did I, you? yeah big time i it's i love beautiful. it yeah it was such a i don't want to say transcendent because that's not that's not what this show is it's not about becoming above it all it's about like living the day to day you know and <clears throat> just what a just a very raw a raw when a look through the window of like how raw life can be. Outside of all the the mythical and the like, all like the supernatural elements of the show, it's funny. That's when the show's at its best. It's doing it, it, human yeah. shit, and it was it was a hard watch for me. Like just you know like and you know and the, the really sad and unfortunate thing in today's day and age is there's there's not a single person you run into. Everyone has had this experience of dealing with dementia because that's the big thing. Yeah, about this episode D- dementia fucking, Alzheimer's. That's and, the fucking
1: twist, and oh my god, yeah, I did not hard see. S- I did not see that coming at all. At all. And of course, uh, right? Like, it makes so much sense that they would
0: do that to you. The character, the strongest character across the entire season, like, who's been weirdly surprisingly the constant in his life. You know? Like, it's... Even before he had met him, like, you know, she was, like... She was how he came to march and all this, like crazy absolutely crazy
1: and i think anybody could have predicted her death Mm -hmm. um that's not the hard part right no you know like and i think um what do you uh call the guy in the black robe uh what's his name is it the the wanderer the the beholder the beholder yeah he says it early on like she's gonna die soon and the Mm -hmm. audience knows that and fushi knows that and neither of us want to hear it but we all know it's true yeah. But what we don't know is like this really painful experience that we have to have first. Yeah. Um, and that we have to see Fushi go through and you know, the, they use really effective time skip um, to show that they spent good time together and they developed a system. Right? Mm-hmm. And and it became clear. We always that, run. Yeah, we and Fushi's system I is less really I thought it was too. He's decided, no, fuck this. Like he's too many people have died. Um, as a, you know, like, frankly, as a direct result of knowing him at this point. And he doesn't want to risk it anymore. He's like, yeah, fuck this noise. I'm out. Um, I'm just going to preserve her life. That's the only thing that matters. I want to just live, you know, this is what I want my life to be. And then... But the
0: thing, the fucked up thing is I don't think he even knew the extent of it. He, it wasn't even a matter of preserve, like he, yeah, preserving her life was probably... What he was thinking, but he didn't know to the extent. Like he'd understand the power of the mind, and the degradation of the mind, and like seeing his confusion. And then yeah. they even hit the line of, of months, was, like yeah. months later.
1: He's, he's smiling. You know, he's like trying to get through it with a smile. He's and just like, trying to like in that <sighs> moment, he like he shows humanity, right? Like yeah. you have to remember that Fushi isn't human, and this is like the great, the best, one of the best parts about the whole show, right? Is that we see him become human. Yeah. And we see him make more human choices. But like he's a product of he's the sum of these parts, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be weird for Fushi to decide, fuck this, I'm a superior being. I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to kill a bird and fly away. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That would make sense, but like he chooses humanity in this moment and he chooses to be with her. Yeah. Right? Um, and and then and then he has to endure this like really really sad human experience, and that and, and the worst part is he doesn't understand, no. and and she doesn't understand either. Right? There's no Google. There's no one who's experienced dementia around him to try and help him with this burden. They're alone. Yeah.
0: Heartbreaking. And you know and also too like we we kind of jump right to like the the crux of the episode and the like the dramatic point, but. Mm leading like the opening scene to the episode of you know he he finds her and he goes no she's better off alone and he just he continues to go <laughs> back and it was funny also too there's there's a scene I was on the uh, the forum for like this episode mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I guess there's a moment pulled straight from the manga mm. of when he slides into frame as the dog or the wolf oh, yeah and like we've lost our mind it was such like a it was weird to have... Not weird. It was nice to have... Because the moments. Like, you were feeling for him. Because he had all these things. Like, should I stay or should I go? Mm-hmm. And then, like, they would throw these little moments of comedy of, like, uh, like... Oh, yes. Like, I should be doing this. And da-da-da. And, like, going back to the, back to her. and No, I got to bring her a coat. I, I got to bring her a coat. She's going to be cold. She needs money. And, like, you mm-hmm. know, he's he doesn't want to... That was... And I knew right from the get-go
1: in the episode when they were doing that. I was like, oh, this is about to get sadder. I thought... Yeah. you know the um you know like we talk about being our our expectations being subverted but not just for the for the matter of being subverting like they're not twisting just for the sake of twisting right it's like mm-hmm. there's a value in all of the storytelling but i really did think like he's just going to come back to give her the coat or something and she'll have died in her sleep yeah and that'll be hard but it'll be okay and then obviously that's not that's not the way we go um but yeah, I, I also, you know I don't want to get too dark and too real, but like I will also like note like they say people become really lucid, you know, right before death. Mm. and I, I I knew immediately, yeah, when you know, she sort of comes to and he's got this hut he's keeping her safe in at towards the end and she's like, hey, like he left fish out there. Like she just gives him these very coherent instructions, yeah. and we've seen her be very not coherent and very emotional up to this point. And she's all of a sudden like kind of back to herself. Mm-hmm. And, and she's... he just he snaps too. He's like, Yeah, 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 I'll be back. You know, yeah. He's excited. sends him on an errand, and yeah. and then uh, so I was like, Ah, it's it's the end. Yeah, um,
0: but the way like just her calling out to the the man in black. I didn't see that and... coming at all. I didn't see that. I, I was like, huh? What? What? <laughs> okay. Like shit. And the fact, the, the respect that I think, I don't know if it was, you call it respect. He had for Fushi or the respect for her or what it was, but he's such a, an unknown being and creature. Like what drove him to answer her call? Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I find that interesting. That makes me think he's not, that, that was the scene that kind of sealed him being a malevolent being. Yeah you
1: know like if he was he would have He just was let able her. to take her to the next place, right? Yeah. Like yeah. And he did. So that yeah, like you said that changes things. Yeah. He's not merely a shade that exists only for Fushi. He seems to be greater than that. So that's uh that's
0: the most interesting thing I, of the episode I believe going forward. Pretty big reveal. Yeah. yeah. Um, hidden it's it, it's funny cuz that's like a hidden moment within a big scene like going super forward, emotional scene like we're yeah. saying goodbye to this character but then there's this lore drop mm-hmm. and it just moves right on to the next thing if there is one thing i'm a little still confused on cuz she says she wants to be
1: i was going to ask you about this yeah she
0: wants to support him or she wants to be able to support him in a i don't think she says a better body or i want to be able to sort in a, in a better role yeah than i am now and also, like, Leanna called it. She had two excellent, like, total snipes this episode. What were they? The first time when he goes and he leaves the fruit for her in, like, where she's sleeping. uh uh-huh. And then he goes, ah, I should leave her a letter. Or I think when he goes to bring her... Yeah, I think it's the letter or the coat. Uh, he goes back to drop that off, and the fruit is gone. She's eaten the fruit. Yeah. Yeah. And she would have known right away, because she knows he can produce that food, or uh, that fruit. Oh, yes. So she, because at that point, she, you know, she didn't know he was there. So I think she's, she knew that he was, either the dementia had kicked in a little bit, or she knew he was there and she was waiting for him to, like, figure his yeah. shit out. Then he would come back to her kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was a good pick. And then also, too, she was like, oh, that's the girl from the OP. And I was like, huh? And she's like, yeah. Count on it, and then it cuts to like her getting younger, and then it's the girl from the OP, like at the yeah. end of the OP, yeah, and she's like, yeah, you could see her hair at one, a couple points through the season. I was like, oh shit, it's yeah, <laughs> like, a great pick, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, but it was interesting too because when you see Pia younger, and the man in black kind of hand. Puts, or he puts out the same orb that Fushi was originally. Yeah, and she touches that. I'm like, oh, is he creating another being, like a companion mm-hmm. to him? So I'm not. That's the thing. It's just I got so many questions. What if? What a fucking show, man. But this then, is, yeah.
1: but then there's this moment at the end where she had written in his notes. Do you remember that? She says, do whatever you want to do. I was like, wait, was that what she became? Like, did she just just leave him some nice notes that he can always produce? I was like, I hope not. I was confused. Yeah. So I think we're both confused by what happens to her existence. So what what I was thinking,
0: because I was trying to figure that out, and I didn't read this online. This is kind of like just something that I kind of maybe because everything seems to be based off memory for him, right? Mm. he touches something he kind of gets like the stimulation the the stimulation the make or kind of like the form of something and it's all by his memory like his body by memory naturally produces it yeah so I'm wondering if there's some fuckery some chicanery which is like the power of memories Mm. of like her wanting to bestow a message to him like something that she clearly put out into the ether and by memory he kind of like pulled it out like I said it's kind of a stretch and it's, it's kind of an out there idea but like I think this is such a big universe, clearly, that they're setting up. I don't think it's completely unrealistic that yeah. she was able to get that message to him.
1: It know. also makes me wonder if he'll be able to take her form if he ever wants it, mm. which I assume he will. He did show briefly in this episode that he had got all three of the people that died on the island, right? Yes. Yeah. So that that board they show as in the mid-roll of the episode has grown considerably. He has a number a significant number of forms that he can take now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a season two tease. Oh, uh, you Oh yes, it. there is. Yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, a very significant flash forward. Um, they do mention, uh, I will, I will pre, I will foreshadow this, um, in when PRN is still, um, with it. Um, they do mention that like their system is always run from the knockers. Right. But that mm-hmm. he always maintains his human form of like the nameless boy or of, of himself, Fushi. Um, because he seems to be able to keep his sense of self better. Mm-hmm. Um, and is like better equipped to fight the knockers that way. Um, so they, they mentioned that. So I think we can just assume that he's aging, right? Because that happened with Gugu, right? Um, yeah. he, he aged four years, but then when he went back like when he shifted forms and went back to the fushi form he reset the clock on that mm-hmm. form and he was young again he can't age right um so i'm mentioning this because this, the tease in the setup for season two is that several decades pass mm-hmm. and uh there is a, a manga I don't know if you want to call it a spoiler i know his exact age from the manga uh, oh, at this time if you care yeah and uh warning to the reader and three two he uh, at this when we see him in the f- uh, future you know the beholder tells us it's been several decades he's 54 so like oh. three or four decades like well i don't know about four but a lot of time hmm and the voice has changed he seems to have defeated the knockers again yeah or he's got oh, one yeah. cut open yeah it shows a knocker there yeah and he's laughing <laughs> like he's like he's laughing with like kind of like an accomplished like cocky like mm-hmm. an expression we've never seen him have uh, and that's the setup for season two which is set to drop in fall of 2022. Oh can't wait so it's gonna be a, a long year but man. Do you, know
0: stacked, do you know how stacked 2022 is gonna be <laughs> no like we got
1: attack on titan we got vinland saga season two we got this season two yeah but man like this might be the highlight of the year i don't know i mean we had it. we started the whole thing on attack on titan so that's hard to beat but uh what a fun show for us to have discovered together and to have so, seen yeah. the f- uh, full first season of uh, unlike anything I've ever really seen before, and I'm I'm very very excited for uh, for what's to come. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those shows, you know. It's like I said,
0: like just a discovering with you and watching it week to week with you. It's been it's been so much fun. Like you know, we've had Attack on Titan, you know, for years, but this is it's very fresh and new, and it's honestly like it's kind of. If attack on titan was like the beginning jump start to what anime can be for us again you know after years having watched it and but like really dedicating it to it now this is just really kind of you know it just it's sending the message home of like just how much the medium means i think to both of us like just yeah. the, the effective way of storytelling and um like all in all like what, what a what a tremendous package of between like the beautiful like by far my favorite op of the year is is out of to Year eternity the song is beautiful it absolutely cal- calms me down every time i hear it it's just you know like you're it feels home when the episode starts and it kicks into that mm-hmm. but um in, in a very strong year of ops actually like uh attack on titan and Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen had multiple ones and tokyo revengers still has probably one of the fucking best one of the best OPs I've heard in a long totally, time. Totally, so, totally, totally, totally. You know, it's but like I said, when it comes down to the show, two is it's it's going to go down as one of the greats. Like this is one of the strongest. Even I was hard on the Janata Island mm-hmm. section, but I think this first season will go down as one of the best season or first seasons of any anime. This was it was truly a truly fun journey, um, and I never expected any of this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, it just goes well, they, to show yeah. the what anime can do that other stuff cannot. Yeah, man, I, I totally agree. i um, really, really glad we to watch this one. Um, that said, though, that's pretty much everything I had for this week. What about you? Um, so the only other thing it's,
0: well, I, we won't uh, dive into for too long, but there's a record that came out last week. Uh-huh. Um, well, there's two, but I want to talk, I'll, I'll talk about the other one at length uh, another week because um, I still need to digest it more. So the album is called Transm- Transmute. It's by a band called Press to Mecho or Meco. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a band out of England. It's so a l- little bit of a story time, a little bit of backstory. So I had heard of this band years ago. One of their songs popped up on like my release radar on Spotify, heard the song. It was really cool. The album came out. It was just it was OK, kind of just put them in the back burner of my mind, kind of um, not quite like, you know, Swan, like uh, Will Swand era stuff. Like, it's kind of like like Dance Gavin Dance, kind of like mm-hmm. prog guitars and bass and drums and all that. And no screamer and like that, but like clean, really good, clean singer. You know, okay record, put it behind me. Earlier in the year, they put out a single and I was like, and it, again, it popped up on my release radar. And I was like, is this the same fucking band? Like, this sounds, it sounds like them, but like, I couldn't get over the quality like just like the just the mixing and the the way the guitars sounded and the bass and the drum like just all in all I was like holy fuck like this band must have been signed with like a major label or something and they got some like real props. Anyways, Dave, this record is fucking tremendous. These guys, um, like just up top, like I, you know, I grew up, I play bass, I'm a sucker for any record that is like bass heavy. I am so so envious of the tone this guy gets on his bass on this record. It drives me fucking insane. I wish I could go upstairs, fire up my rig, and get his sound, but I could never do it. Like, Interesting. It is so gnarly, but anyways, the, the crazy thing about this band, I love a good chameleon band. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, where you, like, you can't pigeonhole them to a genre. You know, they, they have all these
1: elements, like... Because they sort know, of blend everything in a little bit. They, and they, they blend... Everything together the like
0: the the for me personally the, the band that sticks out to compare them to is uh like Billy Talent. You know, oh, okay like I think that's yeah, Clean that's clean clean singing, high energy, like rocking guitar, like like I said, the the composition, it's very um so the other the other band like it's not a stretch. You I think you of all people will will get this, but you know how Alexa on fire has very simple progression like chord progression but they find ways to fill in like the little stuff along the way
1: totally 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 totally
0: and there's a lot of bands like that but like i there's moments like especially in the choruses that kind of like the group chants and all that and just the way like the the like the rhythm will be in the chorus it reminds me of like um kind of like uh, old crows young cardinals era of Alexis on fire. Yeah,
1: they always, they have a way of making things a little bit un, a little bit unordinary, like in the middle of the ordinary. It's, yes, it's weird. Yeah. 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 So so anyway, so this band, like I said, it's front to back,
0: really really solid record. Um, again, I I I could talk about like the bass tone like for hours. Like the, I am so jealous of this fucking dude. But <laughs> so um specific. Yeah, well it's just like, you know, like I feel like when you play an instrument for so long, like there's things that you like to hear totally. in that instrument on on various records. Um, but not like I said, I, we'll, we can get into it more next week cuz it's getting a little late for us now, but um the uh Press to Mecco press the record mecho, is called Transmute, Transmute. Yeah, it's it's just a fun like front to back like really really catchy choruses like yeah. good sing songs like they're Is kind there... of like inner shikari like that way i think oh, it's like okay. a british thing they're really good at like singing along through the, the whole song you know and then the dude like will just start screaming and it fits so well into like the mix and it's like you guys aren't that bad these guys could literally tour with anyone i could see these guys touring with Cody and cambria i could see these guys touring with manchester um but then wow. i could also like if they were on a tour thrice Or, like, maybe not, like, every time I die, but, like, I could see them on, like, um, like, with the Bronx or, like, a punk band tour. Like, they, like, they're absolute chameleons, you know? Like, they, it's, you know, I'm not trying to, like, say this is one of the best records of all time, but... But you're really high on it right now. I'm really really high on it right now. I've been listening to it nonstop, and, uh, the singles are... I was
1: about to ask, do you have a recommendation for a single for the listener and myself? Hmm, I really like Smoldering Sticks. Smoldering uh, Sticks. Smoldering Sticks.
0: Um, Another Day. I think that was the first one. That's that's pretty good. Um, and then uh, I think the one that stuck out to me was uh, Baby Steps. That's that's not one of the singles, but I, I remember that was the one in the record. I was kind of like, oh, I hadn't. I think it was the first one in the record that I hadn't heard yet. Okay. That, from the singles, and I was like, oh shit. Okay. Smoldering <laughs> Sticks. Another Day. Baby Steps. Baby Steps. Yeah but uh it's um it's a record i'm probably going to be spinning a lot more for the the coming weeks because that's the thing it's for me personally it's it's been a pretty quiet year for records yeah so but um but yeah man that bass tone man like if like another i think it's another day just the way like he cracks into it right off the top it's like this motherfucker
1: <laughs> interesting press i've yeah. never even heard of them press to mecho.
0: they're like they're they're not huge like the um like they're uh they're not with a major labor major label i believe um but uh like i said just some good rock you know like with some kind of post hardcore elements kind of thrown in there it's it's fun it's a fun record um i definitely caught a couple moments of like oh these these guys might be a little religious oh there's just but you know which that doesn't matter like you know i grew up listening to August Burns Red and Norma Jean say, and all Under those <laughs> and, and Under Oath and all that. So, like, I'm not shy to any of that. The messaging isn't for me, but when it's
1: with a good tune, who fucking cares? But it's, um. Isn't yeah, that you know, uh, fella, the the uh, singer from Thrice, uh, pretty religious? Yes. Big yeah, time. Yeah, I think Thrice is, as well, I think he does all the, he writes all the lyrics yeah. and all that. But I think they've always what? been very, yeah. One of my favorite songs ever by Thrice is uh, has pretty uh, religious uh, connotations. It's uh, "Words in the Water." Oh yeah, it's one of the best. That's off. Uh, it's Alchemy Index, eh? Yeah, the Alchemy Index. That's one of the best songs ever ever written. I think. I remember. I remember when you and I saw them in Montreal. Yeah. I
0: think because they did that Alchemy Index set. They did like two they songs did. for they each did. element. Yeah. And I think that was the, one of the ones they played off water. And I remember just I could feel you shaking beside. With me
1: <laughs> you were I, so excited i was just i remember being like what is this like i yeah. like i i don't know if i i think that the their live performance of that because sh- they remixed all the songs they were playing from that record yeah that i think that was the first time i got i got it you know what i mean mm-hmm. i was like holy shit <laughs> this, this is they're just moments when you see live music that just like bring you online it's like yeah yeah anyway that's cool press to mecho transmute I will certainly check it out and I'll check out the singles. I recommend everybody else does the same. Yeah. Uh, is that it for this week, my friend? Yeah, I think so. My best friend. best Okay, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, like, follow, comment, subscribe, support the podcast on our social media platforms in whatever way you think is appropriate on whatever social media platform you think is appropriate for you Um, if uh, it's not already clear we're also covering my hero academia season five right now so be sure to check out that podcast if you're watching that anime otherwise we will see you next week thank you guys so much for listening bye guys cheers